dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown to Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. Matthews got it. Packers bring five. Stafford loads and throws deep left side. It is caught. Left side. Down the sideline goes Kenny Galladay. Slips a man at the 15. Inside the 10. Galladay to the 5. Oh, baby, he went up. It was a contested ball. He grabbed it away from Josh Jackson and runs it down the sidelines for 60 yards. Hello and welcome to the One Pridecast, the bi-week edition of the One Pridecast. I'm Tori Petrie, joined by Lomas Brown. Lomas, thanks so much for joining us on this bi-week edition of the podcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> of course, we don't have a game to preview for this upcoming week because the Lions are uh, taking the weekend off, getting some much-needed rest. Uh, but we do get to look back kind of at the last five games of the season. But before we get to that, Lomas, how are you spending your bye week I'm spending it. I don't know. I'm going to relax a little bit. You know, Tori, I haven't put a lot of thought into it, but I know I'm going to do a lot of relaxing and everything. And can I tell our audience that my, my partner, she's playing hurt. She, she's performing hurt. She didn't go on IR. We're not putting her down. She is. She's a trooper. I got to let everyone know she's performing a little hurt at the day. And so you hear the smile, you hear the energy, it's still there. Well, sometimes you, you just got to play hurt. Yeah, there it is. You're a trooper. You know, it's, it's in your blood to play hurt like that. I guess so. The, the team needs me. So I'm going to get out there and do my job. No, I'm probably going to be doing a lot of resting over the bye week as well, uh, feeling a bit under the weather. So uh, good timing to have a bye week. I kind of talked about this on Tori's Take this week Uh I felt like the first three weeks of the season were very taxing uh, with it being the Monday night game and then the short week for the West Coast trip and then coming back and doing a Sunday night game. Uh, When you have a night game like that, it kind of puts the week off kilter a little bit because uh, it's just a little bit different to have those night games um, and the recovery on Monday is different. And, you know, that's obviously from a player perspective, but I think for us it's a little bit difficult routine to get into as well. So forgive me if I've uh, let the last five weeks catch up with me a little bit. I'll try and get back on track during the bye week. No, you have every (laughs) – and to be honest with you, even from a player standpoint, Tori, I don't ever remember first three games of a season being like that. Like you said, having the Monday night, then you come back on the short week, and then followed up with a Sunday night game. I can't remember – playing like that so you're right that that was pretty unusual and that was a lot of travel it was a lot of things that the team had to prepare for and two and three not too bad yes we talked about this on the post game show we talked about it on last week's podcast yeah. so much better for them to be heading into this bye week at two and three than one and four right? oh my goodness it's, it's one game but it's a huge yes. difference to me and i think who we beat too those sure. two victories, I just think the type of quarterbacks that we beat, I mean, legendary quarterbacks at this team, and we dominated those two victories. So that's the good thing to me is how we played in those two victories. So yeah, the losses, plays here, plays there that kept us from winning those games, but we really dominated New England and dominated Green Bay in those games we won. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, we'll we'll take a second to, to look back at the season, but um, I will give my sister a shout-out. She's visiting oh, me for the bye hey. weekend. What up, sis? <laughs> <laughs> yes, my sister Savannah. She's coming to Michigan. We'll, we're going to do Michigan fall things. Uh, of course, you guys who are regular listeners know that I'm from Florida. Yes. And so we don't really get much of a fall right now. Uh Shout out to all the people that are bracing themselves for the hurricane oh, this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, my, yeah. so my, my brother goes to school up there in the Panhandle. 
uh, and he's going home uh, for the week to yeah. get out of the way of the hurricane. So uh, thinking of all of those people for sure back home in Florida. But my sister's getting out of it, coming up here and visiting me. And we're going to do cider mills and all that kind of fun stuff. Oh, the leaves are starting to change. So yeah. we'll have a good time. That, this To me, this is one of the best times of Michigan. And that's why I'm a <laughs> Michigander, too. Now, I'm from Miami myself. But Michigan is my home now, and I love the change of seasons. I love to see the tr- the trees change. You know, like you say, the cider mill. Because we all know, do we have cider mills in Florida? We don't have cider mills, and we don't have fall leaves. That's right. So this is a right. completely new thing for me since moving up here. Yeah. And I've fallen in love with fall. I, I've never experienced fall, really, until I moved up here. And so it's one of my favorite times of year, Yeah, that's sure. why I live here now, Tori, because I love it. You're <laughs> right about that. It's so different than yeah. we're Because I think our seasons were hot and hotter. I think yep, that's where that's our seasons. It. Yeah, so it, you're right. It's just so different. And I, I, I do, I, I like the people up here, too. They're different mm-hmm. than down in Florida, you know. So it's a, it's a different vibe up in the Midwest. Well, it's hard to show uh, all the people that don't live here, the ones that are from home, it's hard to show them what Michigan Falls are like because I don't really get much free time during Michigan Falls because, you know, we're so busy with football season. So this is the first time that I'm not actually traveling for the bye week. And instead, somebody's coming to visit me. So, so uh, And then don't forget my big game, another big game. Since mm. we won't be partial, we <laughs> talked about the Gators. Uh, oh, yeah. <clears throat> big game over LSU. I just want to. Huge. Huge game, right? So we got Vanderbilt coming up. We could kind of, well, I won't say we won't take our foot off a little bit, but this shouldn't be as brutal. But Michigan got a big game coming up against Wisconsin mm. coming up here. So that's going to be huge, too. So it's a lot of big things going on. We don't want to be impartial. <laughs> we want to show everybody of love, course. not just the Gators. So all the Sparties are a little bit annoyed that you know, uh, we but, haven't mentioned but them. But the Sparties, they're not playing <laughs> at the level that they should be. That was a bad loss they took last week. So, you know, but again, we show all the teams love. Well, here. that's part of what's fun about the bye week is you get to be a fan of football. That's so much right. more you That's know right. you're not uh you're not so involved in it that you don't really have the time saturdays we travel on the road often for road games and so yeah. you don't get to sit down and watch college football like you usually would yeah. uh on a saturday and then sunday it's always so weird sitting yes. on the couch and just watching NFL games. It's the most bizarre feeling. I know because <laughs> normally you're in and out the stadium. You're working. Yeah. You're doing a lot. So you're right. It's going to be fun to be able to do that this weekend. Yes. Much needed little break uh, for myself. But uh, this weekend, we will give the Sparty fans a shout out. Michigan State versus Penn State. Okay. They so got Penn they got State. A, they got a tough matchup All themselves. right, Sparties. Get it together now. Get it together. <laughs> and I do have to. You're, we're talking about Gator football big win over LSU last weekend that's huge gigantic for uh, Lomas and I's alma mater but uh, the weekend before I especially enjoyed because it was over Mississippi State and Darius Slay was talking some (laughs) trash to me about it and so that was pretty fun uh Pretty fun to win that battle. It was. And then we went and watched uh, Darius go up against Dak. He's a Michigan, Mississippi State guy. So, yeah, it was kind of fun for us to kind of rub it in. Darius had a couple of words for me, too, in the hallway. So, yeah, Tori, he was talking a little trash He was. There. He was talking yeah. trash. I don't blame him, though. I talk trash all the time. Yeah. So, I was giving it right back to him. So, fun times. But uh, I know you guys came here for Lions talk and not so much uh, Gator football talk or anything. But it is the bye week, so we're – 
allowing a little bit more fun into the podcast. Yeah. Uh, so we will get down to talking football, though. Uh, so the first five weeks of the season, Lomas, uh, what would you say is uh, the, the biggest highlight of those five weeks and the biggest low light? I think, to me, it has to be uh, winning against uh, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, two legendary quarterbacks, two guys that normally put the team on their back And even if they're losing, they're able to pull the game out. But we were so dominating against those teams when we played them here. I think that's my takeaway on seeing just how high and how good the team can play when they're playing on all levels. And I just think right now, Tori, the the lowest thing I'm looking at is just – our penalties that to me mm. you know that's just the the thing I'm looking at that's going to stop us that can hurt us the most going down the line because we could be moving along and doing so well and then we'll have a penalty that'll stop us back us up take us out of rhythm you know pushes out of scoring position something or bring back a score we've had that a couple yeah. of times on special teams so to me and Kenny we clean. Yeah, absolutely so we to me that's the one low light that I think we have to clean up doing especially during this off season going into the rest of the season I was going to go a little bit more generic uh with my low light the okay. game against the Jets the Monday night <laughs> oh, football game yeah. <laughs> you might have blocked that one out of your, your I, memory you know what I, I actually <laughs> forgot about the game somebody had to remind me that we've had three home games because I forgot about that first game of the season it was yeah. a rough one. Oh, it was ugly yeah no, nothing about that team looked great in week one and uh Except maybe Kenny Galladay. I did talk yeah. about him after yes. week one. He looks good in week one. Um, but really, this team has improved drastically since that week one game. Uh, just kind of started off on the wrong foot. Uh, but those two wins have been over really impressive opponents. Mm-hmm. Now, Aaron Rodgers probably hobbled a bit by right. his injury, not looking like himself really, although he did make that attempt at a comeback that we typically see from yes. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. You know, he's never quite out of it. Um, but the Lions were able to hold him off. Uh, in the Patriots game, they did not look like themselves at all either. And, of course, there's always, well, how good are those two teams this year? Are we just looking at their names or are we looking at their actual talent level this year? Or did the Lions make them look bad by the way that they played? Um, so when you look at these, these first five games and their two wins coming over the Packers and the Patriots, what does that say to you that their wins were over pretty impressive right. opponents? Right. They were. They were over pretty impressive po- opponents. And like I say, legendary quarterbacks. We're talking about quarterbacks that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. We're talking about quarterbacks that are still achieving records. Tom Brady, you know. And so we're talking about, you know, guys that are used to taking their team to the next level. So I, I, I think it's the way the Lions play. Like I said, they played so well to – it's hard to see them play any other way. When you've seen them go up against these teams and seeing how they dominated these teams in areas that we didn't think they would dominate them in. Against Green Bay, we were 4-4 four for four with touchdowns. You know, when we had our opportunities to do that in the red zone, that was an area we had talked uh, about. Lomas, right? have I talked about that oh, on the podcast Oh, man, Tori's Tor- got – she's <laughs> been beating the drum about that, and she's been right about that. And we went 4-4 four for four against them. Tom Brady, 133 passing yards. I mean, who's heard of that? Right. You know, so – 
I think it's the way we played more so hmm. than those quarterbacks being off. I think we made them look off. All right. Off. All right. Yeah. Okay. I think Lions fans are probably happy yeah, to hear that. Yeah, I hope so. Hey. <laughs> so how do you explain the losses then? So we kind of looked at explaining the wins. How do you explain the losses? Two really close losses to the Cowboys and then to the 49ers. Uh, the Jets one to me is a little bit of an outlier because it was the first game of the season, Matt Patricia's right. first game as head coach. Um, maybe things just weren't clicking on all cylinders yet. Matthew Stafford didn't really look like himself. Uh, there, there was just a lot going on in that game. But then um, things looked improved against the 49ers, and it was a very close game. Came down to the final drive of the game, really. And then the game against the Cowboys uh, came down to the Cowboys' right. final drive. So well, how do you explain the losses? I then? just think slow starts have hurt us a lot. I think the defense and now – the Jets game, we got the the pick six. <laughs> Excuse me, we got the pick six, and that started everything off. But from that point on, everything really kind of went downhill. So I, yeah, I guess we, I could say we played with a lead in that game, but I really can't say that. San Francisco, we didn't, and Dallas, mm-hmm. we didn't. So we were playing from behind. The defense was playing a lot more than the offense was playing. So they were tired when we got to the fourth quarter. They couldn't make the certain plays that we needed mm-hmm. them to make. So I think it was kind of like a snowball effect. We see we're a much more effective team when we play with the lead, when we play from the beginning i.e. the New England game and the Green Bay game when we had a lead and was playing with it. So I just, you know, I just think we're just totally different teams, you know, with the lead and without a lead. And this incumbent of the offense to go out and set the tone for the team, really score and not have the defense out there, you know, as much as they've been out in those couple of losses that we had. So, you know, you could kind of see it turned around, Tori. Like I said, you know, we ran the ball a lot more. That controlled the clock. You know, that ate up a lot of time on the clock. So that helped the defense sit on the sideline, get rest, keep Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. over there. So they know what the formula is. It's just sticking to it and being able to accomplish it. Stafford's got the snap back. Looks, looks, looks. Throws end zone. Caught! Touchdown, Detroit Lions! Oh, baby, Marvin Jones had to lay out to haul it in, and he did it! Fans will get more with their money this season at Ford Field. Stop by one of the many concession stands offering the silver savings value menu combos. $10 for a hot dog, chips, and 20-ounce soda, or $12 for a hot dog, chips, and 12-ounce beer. These deals are unlike any other concession deals in the D. Packers from their own 34. Rodgers has the shotgun snap. Pressure comes. Rodgers in trouble. Gonna get hit. Balls on the ground. It is free and the Lions have got it. Detroit football at the 29-yard line of Green Bay. Coming out of there is Deshaun Hand. He's got the football and he's the one that jarred it loose. Rookie, that is big. That is so big. What do you think we've learned about Matt Patricia's defense through five weeks? It was such a question mark coming into the year. What is his defense going to look like? We knew the word multiple. We knew it was going to be different for each opponent. But, I mean, you're you're the football expert, yeah. so you tell me what have <laughs> yeah. we learned about Matt Patricia's defense. I think we're going to be a bend and don't break defense. Mm. So, Tori, we're going to give up yardage. I guess we're going to have to get used to giving okay. up yardage. We're going to – and hopefully – the scores, not giving up the scores. I just think that's what coach is going to do. They're going to play for field position, punt, and play defense. Play the field position game. Try to change the field. Try to change the field position. 
But I think we're going to be a bend, don't break defense. I Interesting. Don't, I don't think we're going to – from what I've seen, I don't think we're going to scheme up a lot of pressures or blitzes. I haven't seen that. I haven't even seen us do a lot of line stunts. Um, so I just think we're going to be a de- defense where we load up in the backfield and, and like I say, we're just going to – been, but to try not to break in the end. That's just what I've seen. That's just seemed to be the MO right now. Interesting. Hopefully it might change, but right now that's what I've seen. So it's maybe something that could improve over the course of the season, but you wouldn't be surprised if it kind of continued how right. it is. Right. If we, if we continue to give up yardage, I wouldn't be shocked about that. The thing I'm going to start looking at is the scores. How many points we allow teams to score against us and how many points we could put up. But I'm not gonna. I'm gonna try not to pay attention to the yardage, a lot of the yardage <laughs> and the stats. So I'm gonna try not to pay attention to that. <laughs> well, it's interesting. I talked on Tory Steak this week about uh, Mason Crosby's missed kicks and mm. how much that helps the Lions. Oh. You know, obviously they played really well in a lot of phases of the game, but the Packers left 13 points on the board because Mason Crosby had a bad day. But I did make this point as well that, you know. The Lions were the ones forcing them to settle for field goals mm-hmm. instead of being on offense, getting into the red zone and and uh, converting and, and moving further down the field. I the agree. Lions were forcing them to yeah. try field goal attempts, and they were three for ten on third down. So that's something to be yeah. said about the Lions' bend but don't break defense. No, you're that, right. You know, the, yes, the missed field goals helped them, but the fact that they were forcing field goals instead of leaving the ball in Aaron Rodgers' hands – was yeah. to their credit. Tori, I'm going to say our defensive secondary been the unsung heroes. Because mm. think about it. We don't generate a lot of pressure on the quarterback. It, it was a couple of times Aaron Rodgers was just standing, just looking over the whole field a couple of times. He had so much time. But, but the secondary, exactly. He had nowhere to throw the ball to. And that's a tribute to Darius Quadre, Glover, all those guys, Nevin, all those guys in the backfield, because they were great at defending those uh, those breakoff routes or extended plays. They were great at doing it. Now, you could say he didn't have all his weapons there, Randall Cobb and all those guys, but I look at it as we didn't get a lot of holding calls. We didn't get a lot of things that you normally see defensive backs get, when, especially when the quarterback's out there scrambling around and got time to throw the ball. So I said they have been our unsung hero because Ziggy hadn't been in there. We, like I said, we hadn't been getting a lot of pressure on the quarterbacks and stuff, and those guys have been doing a great job back there. Well, speaking of Ziggy, it's important – to have this bye week right now because they need to get Ziggy healthy and they need to get TJ Lang healthy. Yes. Those are probably the two biggest injuries that they have right That's now. That's right. Uh, and I think if they were able to get those guys back after the bye, that would be pretty big. Tori, you hit it on the head. I call, you know, I call TJ Elmers because that's my <laughs> Elmers glue. Because to me, he's the glue of the old line. When he's in there and when he's out of there, it's a big difference on that offensive line between running, passing the ball, it's just the chemistry. Everything changes when TJ's not in there. And Ziggy, we know the impact Ziggy can make. We've seen the impact he made in the in the game that he was in with the two sacks, one or two sacks in that game before he got hurt. So Ziggy, man, he is so huge for us. So you're right. I think we're missing two really big components out of our offense and defense that can really help this team. I mean really, really help this team in the second half of the season. So I asked you already 
what we learned about the Lions defense because that was one of the other one of the biggest questions coming into this season I'd say the other one was the Lions run game Mm. so let me ask you now what have we learned about the Lions run game through five games we've learned that we got some quality running back we know (laughs) we got a running back we know we got a game I think we got a game breaker and and carry on I do I think if he gets enough opportunities I think it's all about getting the opportunities he he needs to to me, he needs to carry the ball at least 20 times, at least 20 times a game. He needs to carry the ball because, again, the guy is so explosive. He can set up blocks. Um, normally, one guy doesn't bring him down. His balance is nice. And then you got a battering ram like LeGarrett Blunt to come in there and get those tough yards that you need, you know? How about the short yardage situations in that game against the Packers? Yes. We've hounded the Lions for struggling in those situations yes. for a while now. And in the red zone, I, I've done it myself on this very podcast, <laughs> giving them a hard time for not being able to, to make moves in the red zone. And they did that on Sunday. They did. They did. They lined up, they played. I call those attitude plays when you Mm -hmm. need a third and one, a fourth and one, and and they lined up. They were able to get them, you know, and they pounded them. They pounded the Packers between the tackles, too, and I like that. And, again, that's what TJ, even when TJ leaving the game. So, I'm sorry, TJ didn't even play that game. But, to me, TJ is my guy. Like I keep saying, he's the guy that makes that whole front, that run game, to me, he's the one guy that makes that thing work up front. Okay, so then we've talked about what we've learned. Tell me what you think the biggest improvement the Lions need for the second part of the season. Not really second half because it's a little bit of an early buy, but second part of the season, what's the biggest improvement that needs to be made? It's got to be the run, our run defense mm-hmm. because I just think that's what every team, when they, when they put the film on the Detroit Lions and they watch the Detroit Lions on defense – they going to say, that offense coordinator going to say, we want to run the ball. We have to be able to. He going to say, we have to be able to run the ball against this team. These teams that have success, we, could, we should be able. We are going to be able. Those are the things that offensive coordinators are going to say until we stop them up front. We just gonna have to be able to do that, Tori, because so many things come off the run. You see how different we look when we run the ball on offense. So, so that's that's pretty much everybody in the league. They get a running game going. Everything's gonna flow off of it. So, I think until we're able to adequately stop to the run, I think that may be a sore point that come back to hurt us. Along with, you know, I keep talking about penalties, but at least the run game, I think we're going to have to shore that up on the defensive side. You and penalties are like me in the red zone. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> I know, Tori. I, that little yellow thing, when they throw that yellow yellow thing on the – and then it makes the game drag on, too. I hate seeing referees. They shouldn't even be part – it's just like an offensive lineman. If you hear an offensive lineman name throughout the game – He's not having a good game because he's getting penalties. He's oh, he's doing something bad, and that's how it is with referees, man. They shouldn't, man. We shouldn't be holding <laughs> on this. We shouldn't be hearing their voices that much. <laughs> Tell them. Yeah, Tell them, you're Lois. right. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. to your point about the run defense, they've got some guys like Todd Gurley coming up on the schedule. <laughs> that is a guy that will run all over you, and if you don't, you got some time to get that fixed before Todd Gurley comes to town, but. That that's thank a tough you. One. You're right. That's right. I ain't even think about that. You're right. And everybody, they may not have the name like Todd Gurley, but they're in the NFL for a reason. Yep. They good. So we're gonna have to starting with the Dolphins. We're gonna have to start showing up our run game. Certainly. 
All right, so week six, bye week. Uh, I talked about this on Tori's Take Two. I feel like I say that a lot on this podcast, but <laughs> hey, it's my take, and so I'm sharing my takes on this podcast too. Uh, but I felt like the the bye was so early. When the schedule first came out, I was like, week six, wow. Yeah. That's early. I mean, I know it's not as early as it could be, but what do you think of a week six I, bye? Well, I think it, it, I think it timed up perfectly with – because we took some bumps and bruises in that mm-hmm. last game. And I think now you get an opportunity to get those guys healed. I don't know about Jamal Agnew. I don't know what's going on with him. But hopefully, like you say, TJ, hopefully we get uh, Ziggy, get those guys really healthy coming back and get ready to make that push. And and then the other good thing about us, Tori, don't forget, we got Thanksgiving Day too. That's true. So we get a little another – it's almost like we get another little bye week, which is a good thing. I always used to think about that plan here was we almost get like two bye weeks compared to a lot of other teams and stuff. So I think it fell at the right time for us to get our guys healthy. Then once Thanksgiving get here, we'll get another couple of days off the – try to heal up a couple of bruises because that's all you could do in a couple of days is just heal up a couple of bruises that's about it yeah that's a good point about the Thanksgiving week bye because I look at you know coming back from week six I do agree that they have a lot of uh, healing up to do over this bye but when you come back you got 11 games straight that that's a lot what's that like for a player 11 games straight and that could be a grind you're right about that again for us I think that Thanksgiving, I'm telling you guys, they'll appreciate it. They may not now looking at the schedule, <laughs> but when it comes, they're going to appreciate having that Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off and being able to watch everybody like they're able to do. Maybe not go in Monday, maybe go in Monday, do something like day off Tuesday, then come back Wednesday. So it's almost like a whole – so they'll appreciate it when it comes off. So for us, like I say, it's not that bad of a grind. But you're right. Any other team looking at it that doesn't have that Thanksgiving Day break, that is a grind to go all the way through. So for us, I think we get a little break because of that. All right, good stuff. Well, Lomas, thanks for coming on the bi-week Hi. edition of the podcast. <laughs> Hopefully you guys enjoyed uh, getting a little bit of dose of football since you won't get lined football this weekend. Hopefully Lomas and I but gave you enough to hold you over. Get? Do they get trivia? Do they get trivia? They do, do get they? trivia. All right. There it is. You know, Lomas I, was excited yeah, to get Yeah, I trivia. am excited about <laughs> trivia. <laughs> All right. This week's trivia question. Remember, guys, if you know the answer, tweet it to at Lions, and you could win an autographed prize, and we always theme it according to that week's episode. So bi-week episode of the podcast, we're going to do a, a bi-trivia question. So here's okay. my question. When was the last time the Lions had a week six or earlier bi-week? What, tell me what year the Lions had a week six or earlier bi-week, and hey, why don't you tell me what week the bye was too? Why not, right? All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this bi-week edition of the podcast. Apologies if uh, my voice sounds a little bit under the weather. She's a trooper. She's a trooper. (laughs) Thanks thanks to you guys for being troopers through uh, my sick voice here. But uh, we appreciate it. And we hope you enjoy your bye week Take some time off. Watch lots of football this weekend. And uh, the Lions will be back next week against Miami. Yes. We'll see you then.